This is a HeadGum Podcast. On a Monday, I am waiting. Tuesday, I am fading. And by Wednesday, I can't sleep. Then the phone rings. I hear you. And the darkness is a clear view. Because you've come to rescue me. Fall with you, I fall so fast. I can hardly catch my breath. I hope it lasts. Oh, it seems like I can finally rest my head on something real. And I like the way that feels. And oh, it's as if you know me better than I ever knew myself. And I love how you can tell all the pieces, pieces, pieces of me. All the pieces, pieces, pieces of me. Wow, that was (laughs) Ashley Simpson Ross. And you knew it better than her. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, I was about to have a flip up. A flip up, a slip up. A slip up, yeah. And say Ashley Simpson Wentz. Because she was married to Pete Wentz? Is that what it is? Correct. God, what an era. I know. You know, this one time, this kind of reminds me of this one time I was at the improv when I used to work there, and I saw Tom Green Mm. talking to Limp Biscuit. What's Mm. that guy's name? Fred Durst. And I was just like, what are they talking about? I know. Remember TRL? What do you think they were talking about? I think they were talking about like Woodstock 99 Mm. or something. I don't know. But I was just like, they were like at a a distance, like they ran into each other. And I was like, wow, what an era yeah and so i wonder like that's kind of what i thought of when i thought of pete wentz and ashley like they were such an era they really were they really were an era of pop punk because isn't there like a tour now that's like it's called like um we're punk forever i don't know what it's called it's called like something (laughs) like that when we were young when When we we were were young young. yeah 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 it's called when we were young and it's like all of those. If someone offered you free tickets to when we were young, would you go? Are you? Because, yeah. I mean, I wish. I would go. <laughs> this, I would actually Did buy I win a sweepstakes? I know someone selling one. Really? Yeah. Just one single ticket? Yeah. yeah, see, I wouldn't buy it. But no. if someone gave it to me for free, yes. Hi, um, here's my thing. Uh-huh. Concert tickets. This is a pivot really quickly. It's gone out of control. Because I'm on some, I'm only going to a concert if it's free. At this point, I don't go to concerts. I was just talking about how I don't go to concerts anymore. But going back to high school, when I was in high school, I got kicked out of a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert for lighting a cigarette. Oh, not a cigarette. Inside of an arena. See, I went to so many concerts in high school. And oh, my God, this is so funny. Okay, first of all, let me just say I never think about high school. So this is like it's all flooding back. Wait, hold on. I feel like. I feel like we're about to fully get into it. Oh, let's And once fully we're get fully into it, into it okay. I don't want to stop being into it. So I'm really quickly. <laughs> I just want. I just want to tell everyone the year's 2009. Okay. And I'm gonna. And I'm gonna blow through it really, really fast. Let's get out of it, and then we'll get back in. We only use the most reliable sources here on Senior Superlatives. So today's uh, 14 pop culture moments from 2009 are from popbuzz.com. Oh my god. You know what? You love it. It's popbuzz.com. <laughs> Um, all right, really quick. Obama is our president, sworn in in 2009. 
I'm going to be so yeah. fast with this because I'm dying to talk to you. Okay. Grinder launches in March of 2009. Oh, Hannah Montana, the movie, comes out in April. Glee and Modern Family come out in 2009. Facebook launches Farmville, a fact that we've repeated on this podcast because it's important, <laughs> mm. in 2009. MJ dies. Redacted oh my the full God, name. I went to the house. Cr oh. Because I was, whatever, yeah. We'll get into that. Okay. <laughs> Chris Pratt and Anna Faris get married. Kanye West interrupts Taylor Swift during her VMA video of the year. Beyonce speech. had the best video of all time. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Gaga gives her iconic and bloody performance of paparazzi. Mm -hmm. Black Eyed Peas spend 26 weeks at number one with Boom Boom Pow and I Got a Feeling. I mean, let's talk about music. Wow. Jacob and Isabella are the top baby names because of Twilight. Ah! Sony sells 12 million floppy disks in 2009 and then stops selling them altogether in 2010. What a fact, Pop Buzz. <laughs> Jersey Shore premieres on MTV. Jim Tan Laundry. And the last thing I'm going to tell you is Avatar. The first Avatar is released in 2009. And I know oh, and everyone's I still saying, haven't seen it. where are we uh -huh. when Avatar comes out? Uh -huh. We are in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And who are we? We are Roz Hernandez. Yeah, well, yes, we are. But <laughs> <laughs> if we'll get to it. This There's just so much foreshadowing. I hope that we get to all of it. But I... Um, I ended high school in Los Angeles. Really? So 2009, I was in Los Angeles. Well, let's rewind. Okay. Let's go to 2005 when okay. you started high school. So 2005 would have been the year where the Red Hot Chili Peppers incident happened. Got it. I used to go to concerts all the time, and what I would do is I would ask people for cigarettes. Yes. <laughs> And then I would find an empty pack of cigarettes and I would collect all the cigarettes and I would keep them for like my stash. <laughs> That's good. Because you could smoke inside of arenas. Of course. So then one day, I guess they passed a law and then I went to a concert and I smoked a cigarette because this was like my time to smoke a cigarette yeah because i would come home time because i would come home smelling like cigarette smoke anyway yeah so and I it could, was easy it was passable so i could get away with it yeah but um and then i got kicked out for a cigarette yeah because i guess they passed a law that it wasn't you weren't allowed to, first of all i was underage anyway sure but they didn't just like tap you on the shoulder and say hey put it out they literally kicked they removed your physical person yeah <laughs> From seeing Red Hot Chili Peppers. Actually, speaking of Red Hot Chili Peppers, I saw um, Anthony Kiedis. No. Like, literally four days ago. You know where he's from? Where? Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, I did know that. Hello, I've read Scar Tissue. Yeah. But, you know, similar to similar, you and Anthony have a lot in common because it wasn't Grand Rapids, came out to Los Angeles. Let's Grand, talk about let's that. Let's talk about Grand Rapids, Michigan. Anthony Kiedis, yep. that's a good one. We've also got... Um, Betsy DeVos. Huge. <laughs> Queen uh, of Secretary of Education. Um, Gillian Anderson, is that her name? The British actress? Nope. <laughs> different one. Different Gillian. Gillian, Gillian. Gillian. Scully. Who's Scully? X-Files. 
Oh, that's Gillian Anderson. She's not British. Yes, she is, but she might be American and British. Get on it. Yeah, let's <laughs> fact let's, check. Let's fact check. Popbuzz.org. Because let's she see. she speaks in a British accent. She also was in The Crown. She also was. Is she's in, American. She but, just plays British. Where does it say no, she's from? No, 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 no. Where does no, it say no. she's from? You please. need to go deeper into this. Okay, I'm looking. She is British. She has to be part British. She was born in Chicago, Illinois. Okay. Yes. And then she is of English, German, and Irish ancestry. Okay. okay. Her parents moved to Puerto Rico for 15 months okay, and then to that. London. Okay. Oh, okay. And then she attended the London Film School. Okay, okay. but wait a second. There's nothing Where about Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, you don't know how many people I've told okay so so this could be bad no no No, I actually like that when she was 11 her family returned to the states settling in Grand Rapids Michigan Mm, thank you okay but let's just say we are both correct in this situation because (laughs) she does have a real ass British accent and she is on she's also star of the fall sex education sex education I mean I was talking about how absolutely gorgeous this woman is and talented to my mother-in-law also a few days ago. Oh my God. What do you think about that? Okay, I feel like we're fighting. Um, I haven't <laughs> seen you. I haven't seen you since before the pandemic. I know. And I was thinking as I was driving over here about you were like, you're you're always, if I remember this detail, will always be a part of my COVID story, like when COVID hit, because I canceled your sh- I was supposed to do yes. you and, Me um, and Blair's, Blair's show. show. And I was like, I don't think I should. It was I, like that. That was so weird that yeah. whole time, because I remember that show and like, the, but then Blair and I ended up canceling the show. Okay, good. Because it was that like, time when all of us were like should we be doing anything should we get toilet paper like it was so fucking weird yeah it was weird and i mean i haven't seen you since i know i saw you over zoom didn't you did my pod you did my old podcast yeah and then didn't i do your podcast where we talked about ghosts you did my podcast where we talked about ghosts speaking of ghosts yeah you have a very exciting television show coming out on hulu on october 18th yes Called Living for the Dead. Wow, we're we're literally hunting ghosts yeah. with Miss Kristen Stewart herself. Kristen Stewart, uh, um, you know, inspired one of the most popular uh, female uh, baby names in two thousand and nine. Oh yes, can you believe that? Out of all the names in Twilight, which name are you choosing? I've never seen Twilight. I don't think. Well, if you had to choose between Isabella, Jacob, and Edward, <laughs> what are you choosing? Okay. Isabella. Okay. Um, but I'm going to um, watch Twilight. Mm. I need to watch it because you need to support your sister. <laughs> <laughs> she really needs support, hon. No, I feel like she <laughs> really needs support. No one's watching her films. It's actually really fucked up. <laughs> she is so cool. I'm sure. But she, um, so she's executive producing this TV show, and um, along with the people that created Queer Eye Scout Productions. And it's five queer people that work in the field of the paranormal. I'm one of those people because I have a podcast about ghosts and I go ghost hunting sometimes. And um, we travel the country and we just super queer up the the ghost hunting genre as you know it. Now, do you 
when how old were you were you hunting ghosts in high school you know in high school a little bit because we had like a local um urban legendy in grand rapids yeah there well yes like a a part of grand rapids kind of like a little little outside of it um called the ada witch which is like this story about this woman back in the day that I don't know she like caught her husband cheating and killed them both and put a curse on the woods or I don't something like that and so we would go out there and usually it was people like underage drinking and yelling at you know the witch yeah but um would anyone summon her I mean it was always no it was just messiness Mm. it was just absolute messiness but it would it would be like every like someone would just scream and we'd all run because someone would be like, I just saw her. It's right. Like, no, you didn't. Right. People are just like playing pranks. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was definitely into that in high school. But anyway, yeah, the TV show, it's really, really, really good. I, I saw it. And it's like if you watch like ghost hunting shows or something. I mean, it's like definitely a makeover on that genre. Like it's. I like all of them. I used to be obsessed with watching all that shit when I was in high school. Really? Well, I still am. I'm obsessed with. I'm obsessed. Like, if you know me well. I haven't talked is... to you in three and a half years, but yeah. <laughs> this, I'm like, I'm obsessed. The only thing that I watch and read are thrillers, murder mysteries. Uh huh. Horror. I'm, th- but there is an asterisk to this. I cannot take exorcism movies seriously. Right. I like. I simply laugh. Um, yeah. And maybe it's because like I've been in all. I've been in a shitload of prosthetic makeup in my in my absolutely amazing long career that I kind of am just like, oh my god, these these girls are just kind of shellacked yeah. in this in this scary look. Right. But it's kind of the only thing that I absorb my brain with is like and I love fucking ghost stuff. I love it all. And when I was in high school I was obsessed with watching like the original ghost hunters right they'd be like they would be like and we're going into a hospital that has been abandoned since like you know 1782 and there would be like old straps or like a padded room and using yeah we did that kind of a thing and i i mean i've got on a platform heel every episode and i was walking through an abandoned tuberculosis hospital dressed like that not a tuberculosis hospital yes i did um it was not easy but it was fun and the thing about those shows that i think people don't always realize is like the cameras aren't getting everything so like we would be there for hours and hours and i mean we're there for days and so much stuff would happen I know someone, my, I know someone, my friend was working with a documentarian, like covering some really fucked up haunted home of like a a murder, a family that was murdered in this house, whatever. And it fucked him up so bad. He fully was like, I'm never working (laughs) in the entertainment industry again. Really? Yeah. Well, usually that's not how, like the entertainment industry isn't usually going to like a place where a family was murdered. No, it's not. (laughs) He's like, this is all that this business has to offer. <laughs> um, okay, high school. Okay, high school, yeah. We're in Grand Rapids, it's ninth grade. 
what is your what is the vibe? What's going on with you? What was your high school like? Walk mm-hmm. me through it. Are you a good student? Are you an athlete? Are you in theater? What's happening? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so from as long as I can remember, I never liked kids or kid stuff at all. Mm-hmm. Still don't. Mm-hmm. I liked adults and I always thought children were just so um, immature pathetic. and pathetic. Didn't know anything. Mm. I literally would be on the playground and be like, did you hear the latest on the OJ verdict? And they'd be like, <laughs> what? Let's talk about Pokemon. Yeah. And I'm like, but did you hear yeah. Pamela Anderson's sex tape mm. got out? And they would be like, what are you talking? What is that? Yeah. So, I don't know. I've always been a little bit of a weirdo. And um, so when I was in high school, I tried. As soon as I got into high school, I tried to be friends with people, but I was just not interested. I went to the oldest boy-girl Catholic school in America. It's where my mom went and my grandpa went. What is it called? (sighs) Grand Rapids Catholic Central. To go to the same school that your grandfather went to? Yeah. Wow. That's wild. wild. Yeah. Um, uniforms, all of that. Super Catholic. Um, I, <laughs> so my, my school was right by my favorite vintage store. Mm. I started vintage shopping and thrifting for fun when I was, I don't know, 10. Every story I tell about childhood, I was 10. And um, it's a good age. I know. So it was a busy year for me, apparently. Mm. Um, I there was this woman who I love so much named Suzanne, and she owned the coolest store in town called Scavenger Hunt. Mm. And it was just like a pretty big vintage store, and they would have like newer stuff. They would do like screen printing shirts, and it was where like all the funky people of town hung out. Mm-hmm. And she had a lot of friends that were like gay people and punks and just all the offbeat kind of mm-hmm. people. And so I would hang out there every single day, and I would call myself her intern. And didn't get paid or anything. I was like, what, 14, 15? This was literally starting high school. It was like a block from my high school. So I would walk after school and just hang out there. That's so fun. I think there's like a Molly Ringwald movie. Which one is the one where she's like friends with a lady that works at like a vintage store? Pretty in Pink. I think so. I think, isn't that? Pretty in pink. Don't get me. I'm not a big. I'm not a blind spot for me is like the Molly Ringwald cinematic universe. I know me too because it was a little before me. But or is I, it Sixteen Candles? One of them. one of those. I have friends that every time I've told them about this, they're like, "It sounds like that movie." Yeah. But um, yeah. So I would hang out with her all the time, and I learned so much about her. She was mid thirties, and I was fourteen, mm. and she was like my best friend i mean i don't know that she would have called me her best friend but to me she was my best friend i i felt the same way like when i was in high school i and and when i was a child i was like i don't want to hang out with any kids i want to hang out with my mom and her chic friends and watch them drink fucking kendall jackson white wine and like talky talk talk and watch them in their beautiful suits and like be glam like i had no interest in children yeah i do i didn't really go to parties and like the few times i did i was like these people are messy Mm -hmm. like they don't know how to do it Mm -hmm. um 
And I just, okay, here's one thing that's really, I've been reflecting on before coming on this podcast. Um, Well, a weird thing is I still have my high school yearbook out here in Los Angeles because I moved right after my junior year. And I guess I just took it and I never, it's just traveled with me from place to place that I've lived out here. And I still have it. And I was looking through it and every single person that wrote in my yearbook I think it was only girls. They referred to me as being Mexican. Like every single one. Now we have to remember like this is the early 2000s. If you just watch a movie from that time there was the humor was so like racial. What would they say? Homophobic, you know, like whatever. And everything would be like, "Hey sexy Mexi, hey my favorite no. Mexican." No. Everything was like Mexican, 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 which was like truly my identity I kind of have like forgotten about it a little bit because like my last name is Hernandez and there was not Mexican people at lot. your school in LA no in Michigan oh in Michigan this is like my old yearbook from oh them. yes 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 this is your yearbook from junior year from junior year yeah I see I see I see yeah yeah it was like predominantly white kids um but not a no Mexican not maybe one or two I don't know but either way it's just so interesting to me that that was like my identity. Like I was like the Mexican sure. kid of yeah. the school. Um, because then when I moved out here, I was like, all right, where's my Mexican people? And they were like, you're like a white person. <laughs> They're like, Can- no, you're not Mexican. Yeah, it was like very strange. What brought you out here? Oh my God. Okay, so. We're really bouncing around. We are, but you know what? Let me just say about high school a general note. Okay. Um, I didn't have any friends. I didn't do a lot of activities. I was a horrible student. All I thought about was going to LA. When you say horrible student, what was the GPA? I don't remember. Like, are we talking? I was because you need to understand we have levels of people that come on this show. Some people right. are like, I was a horrible student. And I'm like, okay, what were your grades? They're like, I don't know, like B's, B minuses. And I'm like, honey buns. No, that's a good, to me, you are no. a good student. If you're a B, you're an average good student. I'm talking, bad student to me is C minus and lower. Uh-huh. And I would even go as far to say as I got a shitload of C minuses. I was not a bad student. I was an unmotivated student. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Like, I don't think that I'm dumb. I no, just of was course, so, of course we're the smartest people on earth. I was just so uninterested. Exactly. I don't remember a single teacher that I went to high school with. I don't remember hardly anybody I went to high school with. I I just like checked out. Were you bullied? Um. Well, again, well, I mean, being called those names. Is, right. It's almost like it was normal at that time. It's like coded. Yeah. And I mean, like I would hear like the gay F word a lot, but I went to like a Catholic school. And so it was like it wasn't. It wasn't like um, getting beat up in the hallways or anything. And again, not to excuse the use of the F word because obviously we're not excusing that, but that word was used in every single 
comedy movie that came out when we were teens. I watched 2000s movies constantly. Oh my God. I'm always shocked about the trans stuff. I can, I, I didn't even like think about it at the time, but yeah. like, oh my God, almost every single one of these movies, there's like a trans joke of some yeah. sort. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. But anyway, uh, well, I also remember, I think I was, I forget what year of high school, when, um, Alexis Arquette was on the Surreal Live. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that? Yes, yes, yes. That was big for me. Um, anyway, so let's see here. Where were we? We were talking about you're a bad student. Oh, oh bad you d- student. didn't do any activities, any theater? Well, I don't want to make this depressing, but I'm eight and a half years sober. I started, you know, in high school, like just not doing not doing it good but um so that was a lot of why i was a bad student and like doing drugs and drinking yeah i just was so incredibly uncomfortable and you know it's like i i was in a catholic society i was in early 2000s i was in the midwest and i was like okay i'm definitely not like anyone else here right and i you know trying to figure it out so um I mo- uh, oh I did do I my the year before junior year I was like you know what I want to do theater mm. and it was I definitely came from like a sports oriented society mm-hmm. especially like my family and so theater was not it was something I always wanted to do but I was like terrified to do it and I finally auditioned for some play and like a summer stock thing for teenagers and got the role. And do you remember the play? It was like by a local writer. Like, I love that. Yeah. I love like local, <laughs> like we're performing John Smith's play. Oh, that and he like written. came to, you know, so we're like, he's here tonight. Like we got to make sure <laughs> like we don't mess for up. Yeah, totally. That's it was so like funny. such a big deal that he was there. Um, and so it was like that. And then there was a musical that we had to like tech and that was Into the Woods. Beautiful. But I, this is when I first met like, gay people like that were my age mm-hmm. and people that didn't go to Catholic school. Right. And I was like, oh my God, these people are actually cool. Yeah. So then I started to make friends and Huge. just became addicted to theater. Mm. And I think I did like eight plays in my junior year for all the different community theater. I was just constantly doing it. So then I was really a bad student. Well, I mean, at least you were like, ingratiating yourself into something that you 
found passion in. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I know it's like so obvious, but it's like, what am I gonna do with like geometry? No, nothing. I got lines to learn, babe. 100%. Um, I have a character I need to tap into. It's tech week, I'm doing honey. character work, babe. Yeah. So yeah. I was constantly memorizing lines. That's where my homework of was. I uh, didn't make a dollar. But anyways, it was like the biggest, <laughs> like most important thing in my world. Oh, but I did make, I was filthy rich in high school because I played bass guitar at a church. What? Yeah. So on the weekends, I would do, I can't remember, maybe four masses. Wait, there was a bass guitar at your Catholic mass? Hell yeah. Oh there my wasn't before God. me. I was going to say, that's really like rocker vibes. Yeah. I was, oh, I was, so like more junior high, I was like in rock bands. That's fun. Yeah. So then um, me and like, I don't know with like 35 78 year old women behind me i was just like tearing it up on the bass wait that's so fun Our god is an awesome god and um and i was making good money how much were they paying you 30 dollars a mask i mean <laughs> look dip into that what is it called when they when they have the basket the that collection you can, plate, yeah honey. the collection plate um yeah i i uh I think I did four a weekend. So that's what, $120? I mean, that's not bad. For someone that doesn't have rent and to pay? And guess what? It can't be taxable because it's charity work, technically. Yeah. It's I a think. church. I mean, yeah. Wow. So, so I was wealthy. I would say. I was very wealthy independently. Do of you my have parents. siblings? I have two older sisters, yeah. And were you close with them at all? Mm, kind of like I had one sister that was like a year and a half older I think she was two grades older than me so like she was around but she was like real popular mm. really into sports mm. um, I just wasn't that vibe yeah I hear you but um, and I think a lot of people thought that I was like emo because like my hair is naturally super black mm -hmm. I've always had the black uh thick eyelashes that mm. look like eyeliner mm -hmm. like I think people just thought I was like an emo Mexican what kid. was the style even though you had to wear a uniform well I do have pictures somewhere where I've been friends have been like you look like Joan Jett <laughs> I, like that's sick yeah I kind of I kind of was that vibe for a while like Definitely hot topic. Yeah. Lots of hot topics. We loved. I would hide my hot topic from my mom because she was like not. She wanted me to be like into sports and stuff. And I'm like, I need. I still have my metal studded belt. I that's I mean, it's in style currently. I think I still have it because of from like same reason I have my yearbook. Yeah. Like, I packed my little knapsack. I packed like. Uh, one of those sticks with yeah, a, with over bandana. my shoulder with a bandana. Yeah. I put my high school yearbook and a metal yeah. studded belt and came out That's to Hollywood. It. Um, okay, what made you come out to LA? How okay. did you come out to LA? So I'm working for free around town nonstop. Every single play, killing it. Mm -hmm. I literally don't think I I didn't get a role like that's incredible i was doing all these we had really good community theater in grand rapids and i was like just doing all these different plays what was your favorite part that you ever got in high school 
I don't even remember. I don't know. I don't know. But you I were mean, just booked male, and busy. Male parts. Um, so I uh, booked and busy, and I'm like, you know what? We gotta, we gotta get this show on the road. Mm-hmm. And my, I'm telling you, my dream since I was even before I was ten was I'm going to Hollywood. I love. That. I'm going to Los Angeles. I have family out here. That so I would come out here sometimes um, growing up, and I was just like in love with it. Mm. I mean, I grew up in snow. I, I know. I especially like the specific society that I was in. Like there just wasn't like queerness. There wasn't like there was just so many things that there. I mean, if you weren't Catholic, like we didn't know you, right? For the most part. Um. So. I was just really looking forward to it. And it's kind of a long story. But basically, I ended up, I was on a vacation in Dallas. And I heard on the radio one of those like, does your kid want to be on Hannah Montana? Oh, my God. Show up. (laughs) And I was like, well, sure, let's do it. So I auditioned for it. And they were like, come back with your parents. Wait. You auditioned for it in Dallas? Or yeah. You, okay. They're like, come back with your parents Who were tomorrow. you in Dallas with? My sister lived there. And so I was, okay. my whole family was visiting. Got it, got it, got it. And um, they were, they're like, come back tomorrow with your parents. And so like, I came back and we're all like, this is going to be, how much money is this going to be? Right. Like, this is ridiculous. I don't need to get into all the details, but they were basically just like, come on, do it. Don't worry about it. We got you. You're going to be a star. Just do this thing. Show up to this showcase thing. And so I did. So then later I did this showcase thing. And um, sure enough, I got like huge agents and all this stuff in Hollywood. This is so crazy. I've always wondered, like, because when I was a kid, I would hear those I think for ninety nine percent of the people, it didn't get them anything. Wow! But I got like all these great like age, like you know, not the big big agents, right. but like the ones. And at the time, it was like the people that were really working a lot on TV. It was like the people. It was like the agents that represented them before they went to the bigger. Right. It was like those specific agents. And so I was like, all right, mom and dad, like I think I have to go to Hollywood now. Yeah. And so they were, um, I don't know, it's complicated. They were like definitely like supportive of that. Um, Because I always want to, I never want to sound like I ran away from home or like it wasn't, it wasn't like that. But it was like, I got to go out to Los Angeles. I I had like all these opportunities. Yeah, I was going to say you saw an opportunity to achieve your dreams but it's insane that my parents let me do that i had just taken my like scene this picture Mm -hmm. i had just (laughs) taken this and uh the senior year hadn't even started yet and so packed up my bags and went and i met this girl that was a model who um uh told me about like independent study or whatever they call it where you homeschool yourself basically and so I did that and I started doing like commercials and stuff like that. And you were living with your relatives out here. No. No, I wasn't. But um Where were you living? 
Well, it's. I feel like it's going to be a guidance counselor moment because okay. I do have to make an apology to the person I lived with. Okay. We can get there soon. Okay. So, yeah, that's how I got out here. And wow. 14 years later, I got my first TV show. <laughs> Don't give that up, is, kids. I mean, I'm always so impressed by anyone who, like... I went to high school with two very successful actors uh-huh. that were younger than me. Okay. okay so. But one of them, he started like really acting like on Broadway oh, when wow. we were, when he was like a freshman. And I remember thinking to myself, because I, I used to beg my mom for an agent. And yeah. my mom would be like, no, no, no. You can do that when you're 18. You can do that when you're out of the house. Like, no. Like, she would literally be like, do you want to get on the train and go up to New York, like, alone? And I'd be like, yeah. She'd be like, get out of my face, basically. Yeah. But I, I'm always so impressed because my, like, obviously my parent, like, my mother was so supportive of my dreams. But, like, there was a line Right. You know, but kids that like kids that were really like, I'm going to do this. This is my plan. Oh, yeah. And like have such conviction in it. There comes a point where I'm sure your parents saw how hard you were working doing all of your regional theater. <laughs> also, like they're community not theater. community theater. They probably were not blind to the fact that you were over whatever was happening at your Catholic high school. Oh, I had nothing in high school. I just remember thinking, like, there's no way I'm going to do a full year of this. It's hell. I couldn't believe it. There was no possible way. And I had been saving up my church money because my plan, I didn't think I was going to get into some college, but my plan was to, like, come out here, do, like, the one year of community college and get residency. And, like, that was my plan. Did you end up going to college? I, yes, I did. I did that. Yeah. But the community college thing um, dropped out. Did <laughs> um, you go to SM, what is it, San Monica? No, I went to college? LA Valley College. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I didn't finish because they didn't have... Um, ghost hunting comedy as a <laughs> as a major uh, but i figured it out that's i it's yeah i'm i don't know i think it's really impressive and really cool that like people can follow their guts and their intuition when they're that young yeah i'm i'm very like that if my mind is made up on something it's good luck getting in my way i mean god bless but i um once i got out here though i mean we're now this is what you were talking about all those 2009 things that was this time when i moved out to la and that was such a crazy shock because not only was i like trying to finish high school i was auditioning i never even did my own laundry before i never washed dishes before like it was like crazy my parents didn't move with me i moved to los angeles by myself where what part of the city north hollywood oh my god it was such a culture shock and then you know i was already like i'm ready to be as queer as can be right and that was very like that was also hard because I was auditioning and and 
trying to, you know, all these agents that saw me, you know, born male um, as being like kind of like a teen heartthrob kind of a vibe. And I was like, no, I'm not comfortable with that. And I actually kind of like quit acting for a couple of years um, very shortly after I moved out here and did college and worked and uh, other stuff. So, um, yeah, it took me and that's when I started like exploring gender and drag and all of that was like I guess technically my senior year of high school wow that's so cool yeah but it was like just so much going on like so so many things at once um yeah knock 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 is that a door knock I hear well yes it is welcome to the high school guidance counselor's office I'm the high school guidance counselor. Okay, hi. In this section of the podcast, you get to apologize to someone or say fuck you to someone or do both. And then you get to heal all of those wounds of high school yonder years. So what would you like to do today? I want to apologize. Okay. So the first people that I moved in with, Mm -hmm. I basically found like, these people were looking for a foreign exchange student to live in their house. Mm. Nice family. They had a boy that was like my age that I wanted nothing to do with. Mm. I was like, I'm out here. I'm ready to party. And mm-hmm. this, this guy was not for me. But I snuck out one night and partied it up in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And then I came home late one night and there... Um, security system went off oh no and it was pitch black and i didn't know how to fix it and i wasn't in my right mind and the man came out naked (gasps) uh, from his bed to shut it off and was like fuck 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 oh my fucking god the cops are gonna come (laughs) oh no and um that was my first taste of hollywood weed too you know yeah i wasn't used to that i know it's strong yeah and so um i want to apologize to that family because i was not being like i was i was messy to them how long were you with them for um well after that i moved the next day really yeah i was with them for like two months and you moving the next day was that your decision yes you were like i don't i can't be here i will take anything at this point so then i moved to north hollywood and there was a girl that was from like flavor of love or like one of those shows that lived in my building what so i was like oh my god there's like a famous person right there how did you get into the building like who did you move in with I had the tiniest studio apartment. Like the sink for the bathroom was the same as like the, there was one sink. And it was, when you say studio apartment, like it was an actual only one room. Were you working? Like what what were you doing for work? Um, I did like a couple of commercials, Mm. Um, nothing too big. I mean, still, they can can pay you that good money, honey. They can, but those ones didn't. Um, (laughs) But, yeah. Oh, and then no, actually, my my high school job, my other high school job was selling ties at the Westfield Century City Mall. <laughs> Where? At like, like a, at like a booth? That's yeah. So at like a booth, and the guys that ran it cheated me out of some money. So high school guidance counselor, here's my fuck you. Yeah. To, I don't even remember what the name of the company was, but they owed me money. Okay. And I called them. 
looking for the money. And? And they said, fuck you. No. Yes, they did. Because I also I told my mom and um, she insisted on calling them too. Mm. And they were like, you little bitch, you had your mom call us. I was like, I didn't want her to. But at the same time, I'm 17, motherfuckers. And I need my fucking money. I might have been 18 by then. Still. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I bet you were really good at selling ties. No. Really? I had no interest in any. I'm still this way. If it's something I'm not interested in, I'm not interested. Sell me a tie. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Um. (laughs) You look like you could use a tie. I could. That's... What kind of um, what kind of uh, occasion do you have in mind? What... Something that I can wear. I'm, you know, I have a dinner. I'm going on a dinner date. <laughs> I'm oh, going on a date well, you know, after work. Here's what girls in 2009 love. Okay. Big, fat, silky ties. Amazing. That wide. sounds great. Very wide, Very wide and silky. And what color or pattern would you suggest? Mm, like kind of like iridescent um, or like shiny. Oh, yeah, shiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a shiny like li- like a shiny like purple perhaps. That's like, exactly what I had in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Heinous. Heinous. But I also um, saw Tyra Banks one time at that mall, which was huge. major for me. Huge. I saw her during COVID two years ago, sitting outside of Petty Cash, the Mexican restaurant on Beverly, uh-huh. with I believe her boyfriend, having an absolutely fabulous meal. Work. And I was staring at her the whole time. Amazing. And she was absolutely stunning. Yeah, I th- that's the thing about when I first moved out here. It, like, it was so crazy that I'd be like, I just, like, saw a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't happen. I like, know. Jillian Anderson moved. Like, we don't <laughs> see these people. And we didn't have social media yet. So, like, when, Truly. You, when you really spotted them, it was, like, spotting a leopard in the jungle. Where right. you're like, oh, my God. Like, this this person because we had no idea what they were up to they couldn't share their life with us in the, in a way that celebrities can now it's like it was really shocking i remember i remember seeing when i was in this is so random i was in the south of france and i remember seeing Prague. elton john <laughs> Okay. I was just in the south of France. Did you see Mr. Elton? I didn't. But when I saw him and I was with my mom, my mom freaked the fuck out. Yeah. Because she was just like, of all celebrities to see in all locations, she her brain like broke. Totally. She could not compute. But now we can be like, oh, look, Elton just posted a picture from the south of France. Totally. You know, it's just a different sensation. Well, everything when we were growing up was like, you saw it when you saw it. There yeah. w- it wasn't on demand the way that no. things are now. Yeah. And like I was just thinking about yesterday I went to the John Waters exhibit mm. at, who's like so big for me. And when I was in high school, my parents went out of town and I went to the rental store and rented pink flamingos mm-hmm. because it was unrated. And so yeah. I technically was allowed to to rent it because it wasn't R-rated. Yeah. And that, like, changed my life. 
I need to go and see that exhibit at the Academy Museum. The Academy Museum. Love. Yeah, it's amazing. Tevi, so. do we have a classmates corner today? Yeah, we do. Um, so this is from Harry. Okay. Uh, Harry says, hi, Greta, guest and senior superlatives team. I have two related classmates corner stories for the pod. Both of these happened during the summer before senior year. I was at a pre-college summer <laughs> program at a large university. I was there with my high school girlfriend, and the summer program was basically part academic, part glorified summer camp. So first, I want to give a fuck you. One night, the staff organized a comedy night in which five Boston comedians came and did a stand did stand up sets for hundreds for a hundred thirteen to eighteen year olds. Oh God! In a auditorium. <laughs> Those poor comedians. <laughs> I know. I know. That sounds awful. Absolutely terrible. Early on in one of the comedian sets, he made direct eye contact with me, singled me and my girlfriend out, pointed at me, and said, "Quote unquote, n- quote unquote, no way you two are together. You're gay. Does she know you're gay?" The staff tried to intervene, but I think the night was ultimately cut short. So fuck you to that comic for so brazenly harassing my teenage self, but he was right. I was gay and she didn't know I was gay at the time. And then a thank you. One of the counselors at the summer program was a kind, nice guy named Keith in his mid thirties. He was out and didn't hide his sexuality. One night we were chatting and he said something like, you know, I think there are probably some kids here who may be questioning their identities and sexualities and that's totally okay. My dumb closeted gossip starved ass responded with oh my god who (laughs) clearly he was opening a door for me if i was ready to talk about it but i was in too much denial at the time so thank you to keith for being so nice and making yourself available love the pod stay cool never change harry oh harry harry yeah i mean the the closet's real it's deep i mean i know it's still not easy for a lot of people but it was not easy, like, 15 you were not, years ago. You were not out in no. at all. No. Uh, I mean, I started having homosexual experiences, um, like, junior year. Mm. With someone that you went to high school with? Um, no, but... Yeah. Was it, like, a online moment? Were you went online? No, someone I had met around town. Um, I mean, I am... And all the conversations that I've had. This is, by the way, my 99th episode. Can you believe? Oh, my God. But in all the conversations that I have had, it does feel like, you know how in the movies it's like secret high school, like secret gay high school thing. I feel like that is not as common. I feel like it was either like like people are going on chat rooms, people are like, some people are cruising. Some people are meeting very random people out in the world. Yeah. Sometimes it's a like random family friend. We know what was really cool about Grand Rapids. It doesn't exist anymore, but there was a gay coffee house mm. called Discussions. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And should so, we open a gay coffee house? And it was also right by my high school. That's so nice. Yeah. So I would either go to Suzanne's. Or a scavenger hunt or discussions. What would you get at discussions? Oh my god, like something f- packed full of sugar. Like a, I mean, my drink of choice when I was uh, in ninth grade was a white chocolate mocha. Oh my god. 
<laughs> yeah, like with some, whip, you better believe. I would probably either have something like that, or yeah, just like some kind of gross, like lemonade. I, sure, I don't know what something the hell. absolutely demented. But just like kind of be there and be like, oh my god, like I think that teenager with the skinny eyebrows over there is gay. <laughs> I like, love that stuff like that. But um, yeah, I. I, I do think a lot and I'm like such a therapy whore and I'm like constantly up in it. And um, I do I think about like just representation at that time and also like the Catholic thing. And it was just like hard. But when I had moved out here was the year of glee and then like modern family like right. it started like it was becoming to, more mainstream yes so it was like an interesting time but still trans was like not really a big conversation yeah i mean even drag like i guess rupaul's drag race i think started that year or the next year cuz i was i was right there watching when it started and i started going to drag shows when i was as soon as i turned 18 yeah yeah so i i grew up in dc and i remember drag like drag brunches <laughs> happening um right and just like thinking they were so cool but yeah i remember like drag queens not really being you know, it, it still felt very like um, subculture compared to what it is now. And oh, the my, good old days. One of my favorite <laughs> movies of all time was Tu Wong Fu Thinks for Everything. Julie Newmore. I love yeah. the film. But now, I mean, it is, I, I, I guess to Harry, first of all, I'm sorry that that comic did that. And I'm not, that comic is wrong for doing that. Yeah. That comic is should like truly like slapping them in the face for doing that. But I will say, um, I did do a show to college students recently. Um, pretty much everyone in the room was like fully 18. And I have never been more scared in my life. That's terrifying. <laughs> because I was doing my like material and I very quickly realized they actually have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. And I am not excusing that comic who essentially bullied and outed you, even though I guess he didn't, whatever. I mean, just be a fucking asshole. I'm not excusing that. But there is nothing more bone chilling than getting on stage in front of 13 to 18 year olds and being expected to make them laugh and like not being a fucking clown or something like that. Like, yeah, I would be pissing my pants. You know, I, would... I, I recently I'm going doing some out of town gigs and I was like 21 and up. I yeah. don't want 18 and up. I don't want kids with their parents. Like I know. I did when I was in when I was in Scotland. All of my rooms were hard sixteen. Like no one in my room was allowed to be under sixteen because mm. I because you know it's an international festival. I understand a lot of people are there with their kids. So like you don't want to fully cut off people from coming into your show. Yeah, and my rationale too. <laughs> <laughs> my rationale was also like. Was also like, I don't know, fucking know. They're 16. They're on the goddamn internet. Nothing I am saying to them. You know, I'm talking about getting fucked and doing drugs and X, Y, and Z. 
I pray to God they've seen it before and it's not coming from my mouth. And if it is coming from my mouth, wake up. Okay, <laughs> welcome to the goddamn world. Let me say a depressing story real quick. Please. Um, it's a great way to end this uh, on a very sad note. I don't, are we ending? I don't even know. I mean, um, we are, let me see. Let me look at my I don't clock. want to end. I, I want to keep doing this. we are nearing the end. Okay, wait, what time is it? All right, I've got 30 minutes till I have to meet Nori Reed for coffee. Oh, I love Nori Reed. Name drop. Um, Nori Reed, famously on this podcast. Yeah? Yes. Oh, I need to listen. Yes. Um, so I had a very similar story to Harry happen to me once. I was at one of those restaurants where it's like you insult the the people you get you pay for them to be like to be like mean to you. Hey, you ugly bitch. Or whatever. What was this? In Grand Rapids? Um, no, I was on vacation somewhere. Maybe it was in Dallas. Wait, Maybe it was that I'm same trip. Obsessed with this concept. Oh, I would be great at it. You know what I want to be is I want to do that like fetish thing where you're like, oh, like you a, stupid. You're like a dumb. A what? You're a dominatrix. Yeah, but only the. I don't really want to hit people. I just want to like. You want to talk to them and be like, you you disgusting little pig. Yeah, you like the girl on Euphoria did that. You. Yeah, yeah. Like, like on on a webcam. Yeah, I would be really good at that. You should do it. Because I think I'd be like, you look like. A guy I met one time that creeped me out. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you just start an OnlyFans where all of your videos are you just being like, hey, you. Yeah, you. Absolutely rancid piece of skin. I could smell you through here. Yeah, I can smell you through my fucking camera. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I was at one of those places. I don't even know what it's called. It's called like Dirty Dicks or something like like something Dicks. so in st- Dallas. Is that what it is? I grew up in Dallas, yeah. It's called Dicks. I used to go. It's my Texas girl right there. Thank you. Um, it's called Dicks, not to be confused with a sporting goods store, and right. also not to be confused with the um, male nude strip club in Phoenix that I have frequented. <laughs> called Also called Dicks. Called Dicks. So this is a different kind of dick. Okay. This is mean Dicks. And I was at this place, and they like, if I'm not mistaken, they don't they, Tabby, like they take like, paper and they write on it and they put this big hat on you they make you wear a hat that's like super dumb tall bitch or something. yeah a super tall hat that will say like dumb bitch yeah and or something they'll write it the servers and they put one on my head that said this is what gay looks like okay that's a hate crime and i was deeply in the closet at the time and it my family knew that I was in the closet and it was so embarrassing and I couldn't take it off because I had to be a part of the fun. Yeah. But I had to be a part of the fun and I like, I couldn't take it off and, and cry or run out of the restaurant. Yeah. It was trauma. That's awful. Totally. Does this place still exist? I think so. Can you Google that? Yeah. Mine, they put one on me once that said, can't stay away from the cupcakes. <laughs> oh my god! People pay for this. I guess that they would put one I on me you- that says clearly struggles with rosacea as an adult. <laughs> I I can tell you I did not put my hard earned church money into the this. food oh, has my, to be Dick's bad. Last my resort. parents paid for it. Dick's last Dick's resort. Dick's last resort. 
It had the food had to be horrific. I'm sure it was like fried chicken wings and shit. I don't like know. a Chili's kind of vibe. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I know. It was very traumatic. That's um, awful. So I totally I I know that feeling. Um, if you could go back in time and give your high school <laughs> self any advice, what would it be? I mean, I feel like it's so like overdone, but for a reason. Like it gets better. Mm. Like it really does. Yeah. I mean Honey, the it gets better campaign is real because it does get better. Totally. And but I, I knew that at the time. I was like, it, it's going to be fine. I just have to get through this. Yeah. And I, like, could... That's why I was I was just not present at all. Mm. And that's why I don't remember hardly anything from actual school. Because my mind was just thinking about when it was time to be me. Yeah. So I was just, like, going through the motions. But I mean, I guess I already knew that. So um, I don't know. I guess I would tell myself, like, don't drink and do drugs, probably. Um, yeah. Well, that's beautiful advice. Yeah. Did you go to prom? Any prom? <laughs> There's a whole story for it. Yeah, I did. I went with a friend who I knew from theater who was actually the queen. It was at her school. Mm. And she was the queen of the prom. Wow. Or homecoming, I think. Yeah, whatever. But then I went to prom with a girl once I moved out here. Mm-hmm. And that was... I don't even feel like I can tell that on a podcast. It was a wild story. You're you're having us chomping at the bit. Do you, a, do you need to put up a paywall? Do you need to put up a paywall for people to listen to the story? Can you just give us the broad strokes? It was just like some girl I didn't know, and I mm. ended up going with her because she asked. How did you meet her? She saw I was in a fashion show, and she saw me there, and she like <laughs> she reached like out on you. Facebook. She, like, booked you. She literally <laughs> asked me and this other model who I knew. Like she, I think she might have said, "Do you have any male model friends that would go with me and my friend?" And so I asked my friend, and he was like, "I don't know." And I was like, "Come on, let's just do it. Like this is gonna be a good story on a podcast one day, even <laughs> though that wasn't a thing." Well, here you go. <laughs> um, and so we. He pulled out at the last minute, and I was like, I'm going. Mm -hmm. And it was so uncomfortable, and she was messy. I've used that word a lot today, but. What high school was it? Do you remember? It wasn't even around here, it wasn't even local. Wow, you traveled. We traveled. Yeah. And then you went to the prom, it was a messy prom. Yeah. And that was my only prom experience. Wow. Yeah. I'm dying to know more, but <laughs> if you are not willing it's to. It's one of those things for me that's weird, like talk. It is so, it's almost like when you watch Euphoria or something, where I'm like, oh my God, it's so weird to talk about, like, even though it was like I was that age at the time, like, I feel so weird to talk about, like, high school kids, like, even drinking or stuff like that. I know. I mean, but if it's my story, I guess I'm allowed to, right? I mean, my high school, like, everyone at my high school drank and did drugs. Yeah. Every single person. Only until I started doing this podcast did I find out that, like, 
there are some people that genuinely never drank a sip of alcohol. There are some people that never drank a sip of alcohol until they were like 25. And I'm over here being like, whoa. Yeah, that was not my experience at all. I was like mixing the dregs of cocktails at like my parents' dinners with friends in the kitchen when Mm -hmm. I was like 10. Yeah. I figured out a good connection. I I, I like met somebody that was like over 21 that um, that I would get alcohol from. And, sure. Yeah. Kids are very I, crafty. I also had a, I had a fake ID from mm. this other Latino kid that was like that I had met that said I was 18. When wow, I was so like, you get cigarettes. Yeah. When I was like 16 <laughs> yeah. and I never used it because I was too scared. It's so funny. One time a fake ID got, I got busted with a fake ID in an airport. And I truly, like, melted down. I was also, like, it was so stupid. I was 20, and the fake ID said I was 21. (laughs) I got kicked out of a club when I was that age. Really? Yeah. I was stupid. I was, yeah. I There was, like, a go-go boy with, like, tube shots. Yeah. And I, like, was, I was, like, flirting with him, and I, like, took one, and I was, like, ooh. And then all of a sudden, the security was like, what is that? And um, I think I probably had, like, the X's on my hand. Oh, sure. I was going to be like, the, the the tell, the massive X's. So God, stupid. So and they kicked me out, and they took my ID. They took, like, a picture of my ID. They took a picture of me, and they were like, you're never allowed back in here. Hell. Yeah. I remember, sorry. So guidance counselor, fuck Yeah, fuck them. that club. I do also, I also went to a lot of concerts in high school. And I remember people being like, if you put lotion on your hands first and then go to the bathroom right after they put the X's on your hands and wash your hands, the X's will come off. And Can you just I, wash it off? I mean, it's like, the thing is, they do use like thick ass sharp, or at least at this place, they would uh-huh. use like, thick sharpie on your hands so even when you did like viciously scrub it off of course if you like go to the bar there's they're gonna first of all you're not wearing the fucking armband that says you're 21 and then number two they're gonna see that your hands are like red and like have right you know it's so stupid oh that reminds me another thing when i was in high school i did a lot of unpaid work in high school Mm -hmm. Just because I wanted to do things mm-hmm. and not play sports and stuff like that. So the local hard rock station, I became a part of their street team. I love that. So I would like go to all the concerts that's, for free. That's great. That's yeah. like a dream gig. Totally. And just like hand out t-shirts. Why not? Yeah. And um, and then I would get to like go to the meet and greets and stuff. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, did you have a favorite snack in high school? Okay, it's not really a snack, but I was obsessed with five-hour energy drinks. Sure. The little ones. Yep. Yeah. In the little, like, this big. Disgusting. I've never had one. <laughs> Good I've for you. You'll live longer than me. Are, do they, they work, I assume. They still sell them. Yeah. I was, they, they were brand new at the time, and I yeah. just thought it was amazing. Oh, oh my God. sneeze. Um... And my last question before my last question, I guess some might say my penultimate question. What was your most prized possession in your teenage room? Okay. My teenage room was sickening. 
It was, I bought in everything at Spencer's Gifts. Love. The best store ever invented. I had everything from Spencer's Gifts. And I bought glow-in-the-dark paint. Mm. And I don't know what I was under the influence of or if I was just being young and silly. But I dunked a brush in it and pretended I was like what the priest would do with holy water Mm -hmm. where you flick it over your head like that. Splatter it. Splattered it on everything. Everything. (laughs) My blankets, my dresser, my walls, my ceiling. And during the daytime, it looked like it was covered in... Yeah, come. And then you turn the lights <laughs> off, and it looked like just heaven. How did and you <laughs> and you slept like an angel in your glowing room, like a baby. And I had a Bob Marley black light mm, picture, beautiful black light everything. Mm-hmm. I had a Jack Daniels black light. Yeah, the 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 alcohol posters really make me laugh because I'm like. You know, if my 14-year-old was like, Mom, I really want to put this awesome Jack Daniels blacklight thing on my wall, I'd be like, I'd be like, no. (laughs) I know. What a... (laughs) So ridiculous. But it was everywhere when we were in high school, that shit. I had everything from there. Like... Did you have the um, electric, like, orb thing that if you put your hand on it, all of the Oh, I didn't have that one. Okay, maybe I I didn't have everything. I always wanted... (laughs) That one wasn't, that was a high priced, that was a high ticket item. Right. And I always wanted one, but I never got one. I, I had multiple lava lamps. You know, I had Same. a lava lamp in I my- I still have one. Yeah, I, I think I, this is the first home I've lived in that has not had a lava lamp. And guess what? I need to rectify that situation lava, immediately. Like it's either like lava.com or lavalamp.com or something. I bought one and you can like pick what color the stand is, what color oh the juices God, are. Oh my amazing. Yeah, it was really easy and great. I want one with like orange juice. That's what mine is. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's orange juice with like a black. That's beautiful. Outside. I say that is beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> and my last question is, did you have a senior superlative? And the answer to that is no. Okay, you don't know that. <laughs> Tell me. Well, since I homeschooled myself, okay, I got most likely to succeed. I love it. <laughs> I got most likely to uh, be famous. To be famous, yes. Most likely <laughs> to be Mexican, yes. Most funniest. <laughs> most funniest. Beautiful. Most beautiful eyes. All of them. Beautiful smile. Yeah. What What was yours? My our our high school did dumb ones where they were like roasting us, and right. mine was most likely to be in a gospel choir. Don't, I got that one too. Yeah, you did. I, I, got, I knew. <laughs> I, you know what? I knew that about you. I got that one. I also got. Well, honestly, most likely to be in a gospel choir. You were basically the basis for a gospel choir. Wait, that's one more thing. Let me tell you. I <laughs> lip sank. In the high school choir, my junior year. I love that. Because, and I went every single, it was before school. It was like the like seven o'clock before school started. Uh, for a full hour, I would lip sync every single day because we got to go to New York at the end of the year. Wow. For free. And did you go on the trip? Yes, and I did. was it fabulous? It was the first time I ever went to New York. 
Yeah, I got to see Hairspray <gasps> and Hairspray with um What's her face? With um Oh, you know I was just about to say Ashley Simpson. Was it Ashley Simpson? Yeah. Who was in Hairspray on Broadway? No. Hillary Duff's sister. Oh, um Haley Duff. Haley Duff. Duff. I saw Hairspray with Haley Duff and I saw Wicked. I love that. Yep. Wow. For free. Because I lip sank all year long. And to that I say, you know, though the high school journey untraditional, I feel like you got a lot out of it. Yeah, it was a very interesting I feel thing. like you packed a lot of experience, <clears throat> perspective, story in four years. Which, as we know, four years goes by... Very fast. Yeah, it turns out when you don't focus on your education, you can have a really interesting time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Roz, thanks for coming on my show. Oh, my God. Thank you. Um, listeners, I can't wait to watch your show. Yes, please tune in. Please so, remind them again. Living for the Dead. It's an all-queer cast of ghost hunters. And all eps dumped at once, right? My fave. Yes. Three psychics, me, and the most gorgeous queer tech person and we travel the country and it's really a cool show and i'm constantly like come on queer people please support it it's an all queer cast and we want shows like this to be made and we gotta watch them and we gotta sing the sing their praises off well, the rooftop I, I can't wait to watch just and my podcast time. is called ghosted oh yeah Ghosted by Roz Hernandez. I talked to celebrities and comedians You've and all kinds of people. You've had that podcast for so long now. Yeah, it's like almost five years, I think. I love that. Yeah, every single Monday. Monday! Oh, wow. What another stunning episode of my absolutely perfect podcast, Senior Superlatives. I say, no notes. Yay. Anyway. I have a few. Well, <laughs> well, we'll talk. We'll talk offline. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening to my show. Um, you know, I love ya. And I say, stay cool, never change. Until next time, ciao. That was a HeadGum Podcast.